0: Y'all heard? Hey everybody.
1: hey everybody.
0: This is Y'all Heard.
1: A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips,
0: and me, Pete Phillips, we're,
1: we're not related. I put that wherever I want to put it. <laughs>
0: this is a podcast where two fiends carve out some time each eek to stalk about some grave things we burned about
1: and want to scare
0: with boo the listener
1: you know what's scary we're not related Uh, in other words (laughs) we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know spooky
0: yeah i um i thought that was a clever idea when i started but i could not come up with good words
1: no i like that so Marissa, yes. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm sick now and I'm sleep deprived.
0: Well, what's something good that happened this week?
1: I just finished live streaming on my eating thing. I do that now, guys. I'm on Twitch at What Sakura Eats. I did my second live stream, and I have a group of people that tune in each time and are very encouraging. I try to break an egg over my head, and I hurt my head. And I try to break an egg with my hand and I realize eggs are really hard.
0: No, they're not, Marissa. Uh,
1: can you crush an egg with your hand between of your hands? Of course I can. No, no, a hard boiled egg. You no,
0: bitch. Marissa, nobody does that.
1: Yeah, well exactly. I try to break a hard boiled <laughs> egg on my head.
0: Okay. But I saw an
1: Asian girl do it once, and if an Asian girl do it I should be able to.
0: Well, that's racist.
1: I said that wrong. I mean, because she was tiny. Not because she was Asian. I should have said a tiny. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've had a hard week, guys. And I'm I'm not drunk. I'm sick. And it's like I'm drunk. I might, I might as well be
0: drunk. Are you sick because of this spooky seasonal cool down?
1: Yeah. Because yeah. spooky seasonal cool down. Yep. How's the week? Uh...
0: Uh, The highlight of my week is that I acquired two new mugs. This is one of them.
1: You can do it, And there's a
0: picture of a toucan on it. And, uh, And then I got a metal one for work, and it just says the word calm on it.
1: It's gross.
0: So I fill it with coffee, and I carry it around with me, and people who know me laugh at it, but most of the people that see it seem to enjoy looking at it, and so they're nicer to me. That's funny. Yeah, but that's kind of the highlight of my week i mean family was in visiting and that was all fun too i went to berwick never really spent a lot of time there
1: and your sister
0: yeah she didn't come my sister wasn't in oh, but we well, are the way. we're doing a lancaster trip soon so stay tuned for that coverage listener
1: <laughs> oh i'm sorry i forgot about this um yesterday i found out that two of my coworkers are into slime They asked me to bring in my slime. We had a whole slime meeting this morning where we all just talked about slime, looked at slime, combined different slimes, poked slimes, sent each other slime videos, talked about the kinds of slime we liked. It was really weird.
0: See, Marissa's life's going a lot better than she leads you to believe. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: On to the icebreaker!
1: Bye!
0: Hey, Marissa, Halloween show this is.
1: Halloween show this is?
0: Yeah. Um, hey, Marissa, this is the Halloween show.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, where I have Pookie been... Be you. Where I have been cutely putting on the graphics, calling it y'all skirt which, you know, uh. pat on the back for that, Pete. Here's my question for you. Now, don't get into the specifics here, okay? Because I know you're going to have a pushback question, but... Let's say there are no pumpkins, but it's still Halloween. What other food would you carve in order to celebrate Halloween?
1: What do you mean, don't push back? I don't understand what you thought I was going to say.
0: I thought you would ask me to explain why all the pumpkins are gone. Oh, no, it's
1: fine. Because,
0: like, you could still use a honey nut squash, and you might be like, well, how are squash still here? But pumpkins are here. Oh,
1: gourds are still in?
0: Yeah, they're still there. I mean, if you want to sort of confess to not being creative in any way whatsoever.
1: Eat my dick. (laughs) Um, I guess. But do I have the memory of a pumpkin in my head? Because am I trying to think of something that...
0: Tomorrow, all the pumpkins are gone.
1: If all the pumpkins are gone, I guess we all carve oranges. (laughs) Right?
0: I love, love how matter-of-fact that was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean... If you said pumpkins never existed, that's another story. Then we all carve.
0: Here's here's a if this influences your decision. Mini Y'all Heard Edition carving pumpkins comes from Ireland, but in Ireland they don't have pumpkins.
1: We're not carving potatoes. Shut up, you racist.
0: That's racist, Marissa. They carved turnips.
1: Oh. <laughs> um, I would carve plums because.
0: They're dark. Uh, okay. Aren't they also, like, juicy?
1: Why don't you go home?
0: Oh, what would I carve? I thought about this for a bit, but not for a
1: day, a whole not day. to the extent hours.
0: that sometimes you have an answer prepared. But I was like, what would I pick? Got it. Cake.
1: You would carve cake, you bitch?
0: Yeah. What like, do you mean? Like Cake Boss. I'd just have a giant slab of cake and I would carve it into a ghost.
1: You gotta bake a cake first. Yeah. You can't just take something from the earth. That doesn't seem very pagany or something.
0: Well no. It's not anymore. The pagans killed all the pumpkins, so
1: Yeah <laughs> Okay. How about we carve our skin?
0: Oh okay yeah let's be cutters.
1: Yeah.
0: Um hey listeners The icebreaker part is over, so we're going to transition into the other part, which nobody told us what to call it yet. So please, feel free to give us a call at 570 podwad That 570 podwad 570-PODWOD1. It'll go right to voicemail. You won't have any awkward, like, there's no chance in hell I'm going to answer it on you, so you're not going to be startled. But if you give us a call and tell us what we should call the main portion of the show...
1: The realness!
0: The realness. There you go. Okay, so now it's time for The
1: Realness. Real, I'm so real. Okay. Guys, what screams Halloween <laughs> more than bobbing for apples? When you say ghosts and witches, all you think of is putting your face into a wet bucket of apps. hmm Right? Absolutely. I don't mean appetizers from Applebee's. I mean, bobbing for apples. I wonder if people... I'm sorry. I like, feel like I'm moving so much in. I wonder if people who are young have ever bobbed for apples, because I feel like that was like an old-timey thing. Yeah. I bobbed for apples in my youth.
0: Definitely. But, me too.
1: Yeah. So, if you don't... Did you enjoy it? Apples, I don't know. I was too little to know what I liked. <laughs> <laughs> in the weird event you don't know what bobbing for apples is, it's when you shove your head into a...
0: Usually a giant bucket of some sort
1: bucket of water filled with apples and you try to bite one and take it out and nope.
0: so that's a- apples float yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly <laughs> so i didn't have a topic so Pete's like talk about the origins of apples." <laughs> uh not not apples bobbing for apples and i was like okay
0: see see this is what happened i was like looking for something and then i saw what marissa's gonna talk about and then I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. I'll talk about that." And then later I was like, "Does that have anything to do with Halloween?" Yeah, it's
1: does. well, kind of. So, if I were to have guessed, I would have said it was something sexual. I don't know why I thought that. Bobbing
0: for I, apples.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, like it had sexual beginnings. Anyway, so I'm gonna tell you.
0: Like Adam and Eve, maybe? No, no, that I it wasn't sexual. Was that was.
1: Like, I feel like when do I you was think, in a... Do you
0: think all apples are sexual?
1: No, I feel like I was in, when I was in a fundamentalist church, they sold us lots of things that weren't real.
0: So... That apples are...
1: Yeah, like every Halloween tradition Apples
0: are funny. nature's sperm.
1: No, not apples. are <laughs> like, like all Halloween traditions are like... I'm versions.
0: sorry, sperm is nature's sperm.
1: <laughs> no. Ew. Okay. <laughs> so guys, I'm going to tell you a few ideas of what bobbing for apples' origins are. Pete, if you did research and I left things out, too bad this isn't your topic.
0: Yeah, I know. I I didn't.
1: So, guys, one theory about the origin is that bobbing for apples... Actually, no. There are various theories. This one is basically proven. That apple bobbing goes back at least a few hundred years. It originated in the British Isles, Ireland and Scotland in particular, and that it originally had something to do with divination, which is. Do you know what divination is?
0: No, but it sounds like God related.
1: Fortune telling. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, yeah. So, Divining rod.
1: Yes. British author W.H. Davenport Adams um, said that apples were seen as a source of power in, like, old Celtic folklore. And he described the bobbing for apple game as it existed around the turn of the 20th century in his book Curiosities of Superstition. He said that around that time, apples were generally thrown into a tub of water and you would try to catch one in your mouth as they bob around in, quote, a provoking fashion. Uh, when you
0: These apples you are provoking happens,
1: me. Exactly. When you finally catch an apple, you're supposed to peel it carefully with, what, your finger? I don't know. Your teeth? A knife? It doesn't say.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you pass the long strip of the peel.
0: Can't. I can never do that.
1: Sunwise, whatever that means, around your head. And then you throw it over your shoulder. As it falls to the ground, it will fall to the ground in the shape of the initial letter of your true love's name. So, Pete... What letter would your would your divine apple be?
0: It'd be a J. Every single time I listen.
1: Jennifer to it. Ja- Jennifer Aniston.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: Who's your true love? <laughs> Janice Joplin.
0: Yep, there's two J's.
1: Jonathan Taylor Thomas.
0: Him too. Yeah, yeah. Who
1: is your true love?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. For this particular example, got got a double dose of Joe Firestone this week because she was on Hollywood Handbook.
1: Oh, shit, I didn't watch that. Listen, yeah. I gotta do that. Okay, <laughs> so another theory basically says that bobbing for apples is generally rooted in evil.
0: Of course. The
1: forbidden... Per- the per- what? The forbidden... I'm guys. I'm guys. <laughs> guys, I'm really sorry.
0: Guys, I'm you. <laughs> I'm guys, you.
1: <laughs> guys, I wake up at 5.45 now and I'm sick. Yeah. Anyway, the forbidden fruit is at the root of humanity's falling out with God. If you remember the story of Adam and Eve. Also, (laughs) this is just uh, a bunch of things like apples are evil, right? So, in addition to that, if you cut an apple in half, you will find a five pointed star or pentagram in the center. You got. You
0: got to lay the apple sideways.
1: Yeah. Okay, stay in your own court, in your own lane. Uh,
0: I just imagine a lot of people listening will be like, oh, I could have had apple in half and I've never seen <laughs> a <bandera." laughs>
1: Which is often associated with Satanism and the occult. More recently, this I don't know that I agree with, and the sentence made me laugh.
0: Before she even rec- says it, I wholeheartedly agree.
1: More recently, apples have been used in metal videos to convey images of creepy paganism. What? <laughs> Shut up. Okay.
0: Yeah, I agree. I thought- In all of the metal videos that I watch, there's apples everywhere.
1: Oh, man. Just apples. It's a, big, it's a
0: big game for, you know, metal bands on, like, the tour bus. They play apples to apples.
1: Yeah, and they eat only apple pies. Uh-huh. And they, they go... sauce. They go, <laughs> devil monger. You're the apple of my eye. Mm-hmm. They say the, the whole... Tr- okay. <laughs> and while apple bobbing is widely considered to be a fusion of Roman and Celtic pagan traditions, there is evidence that it might go back even further than what? the thing that I mentioned before. And some believe that it was part of an elaborate human sacrifice ritual. Nice. This is ridiculous.
0: Oh, Was it related but, but to, like, drowning? Yeah.
1: No. Proponents of this theory claim that Samhain, which also takes place on October 31st, was a prime time for offering humans to the gods. Supposedly, the druids of the British Isles would force villagers to bob for apples from huge cauldrons of scalding hot liquid.
0: (laughs) What a bunch of
1: dicks. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And get their faces scalded. If they didn't do that, they would be decapitated or thrown into a burning wicker man if they refused. An offer that sounds ridiculous. I
0: hate, I hate that movie.
1: It's <laughs> so you. I never saw it. So you may be thinking, what is the occult significance of an apple? What's with the? What's the deal with these apples? <laughs> to which I'd say, with you, with you, yeah, I'd say it with you. Say it together. The apple. The apple has,
0: has been.
1: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the apple has been held as magical throughout history, although it has was actually never identified according to this. Although it was never identified as an individual fruit until roughly the 17th century. I forgot what the source is.
0: What what is... So that you would eat apples in bunches?
1: No, it has been suggested that all fruit from a foreign source was referred to as an apple. Even the tomato was commonly known as the love apple up until the 17th century. So any unknown fruit was quote-unquote an apple, according to the source that I don't remember what I'm reading from. You want
0: to get up in my love apple? Ew, that's gross. You want to taste taste my love apple. That's (laughs) what it is. Yep. Try it at the bar this weekend, people.
1: Or it's balls.
0: (laughs) I only have one, please. Yeah,
1: that's weird. Okay, The apple and its place in mythology can be traced back to the ancient Greeks and Romans apparently, where it was considered to be a potent symbol of the goddess Pomona and was depicted as being favored by Venus.
0: Hey, guess what my hometown is in New Jersey? Venus? Pomona.
1: Oh. (laughs) Hence it became known as a love fruit. Do witches use apples in spells? It is used in many spells, yes. (laughs) Many spells and rituals.
0: Where is this interviewing yourself?
1: Stories throughout history. From the Garden of Eden to Snow White. The apple was considered sacred by many societies and has been used in divination spells, and is still used today by many pagan groups. The practice of cutting open an apple to reveal the most potent symbol within, which we said already, that of the pentagram, is still carried on today particularly at Samhain and Halloween and anyone that cuts an apple that way by mistake. <laughs> Perhaps the spookiest way to look at bobbing for apples is the following. This is not an origin story. This is a scary story about Ooh. the trouble with this age old game is that everyone is essentially backwashing into the border. <laughs> spreading any and all diseases no! they have at the time, which at the peak of cold and flu season is the last thing anyone see, wants. See, that's
0: why the Druids had it boiling, because they wanted to keep yeah. it sanitized.
1: Exactly. <laughs> they were
0: trying to burn people's faces off.
1: <laughs> Another trouble with apple bobbing is the biting. Now, mind you, sometimes bobbing for apples is done individually. Sometimes it's done with various people's heads in the thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So as players gnash their teeth—that sounds dramatic—trying
0: oh, t- teeth to grab an good.
1: apple out of the water, it's entirely possible that they may bite another child. You're assuming adults are what? not doing this, writer. <laughs> I would. The person says I wouldn't believe it if I hadn't seen it happen at a function I'd attended <sighs> as a young person. A kid bit another kid.
0: That kid just there- wanted to bite another kid. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: And then there was blood in the water which brings even more disease. And finally, this matter of foodborne illnesses. Washing the apple seems like common sense, but you'd be surprised by how many people <laughs> don't even so much as polish the fruit before dropping it into the water. Goro,
0: Is that how it's written in the article? Goro, <laughs>
1: And the last word is yup. but sounds better.
0: Yeah.
1: Happy Halloween. Bye.
0: Where's this transition game it's-
1: on. <laughs> Point. Uh, um. Did I leave you speechless? Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I don't have a great transition, but I will tell you that I already ha-
1: transitioned. Happy Halloween, bye.
0: Where's the bye? Is not a transition word.
1: <laughs> Happy Halloween. Apples. However, <laughs> you know it looks like an apple almost.
0: Apples do appear in what I'm covering today.
1: Wait, what are you talking about? Whisper to me so I can do a better segue. Whisper it. They won't hear.
0: Talking about,
1: uh, candy. Oh, speaking of apples, which are nature's candy, <laughs> you know what else?
0: You nailed it. You nailed it. Okay. Uh,. <laughs> Well, I was trying to think of something Halloween related for this show, I was coming up with a lot of cliche things that I didn't really feel like talking about. My curse with this show is that I think everybody knows everything that I know. It's cursed! (laughs) Spooky! So when I come up with something, I'm like, oh no, everybody knows that. Except we learned a few episodes ago, I can't remember what it was, but we learned that I'm way off, my, my meter is way off on that. But anyway, I was listening to a certain podcast which brought something up and I was like, oh that's what i want to talk about the podcast was one called all fantasy everything each week they draft things in a sort of like fantasy draft type scenario anyway this week they were drafting autumnal shit (laughs) the topic they reminded me of was razor blades in candy and so that's what i wanted to talk about today now some people may have heard this before and looked this up before and they go oh yeah that's a myth it's all fake and that's perfectly fine for you to believe, except for when it's not, of course, which is rare. Marissa, growing up, were you warned about dangerous uh, Halloween candy when you were trick or treating? Yeah,
1: I think my dad would x-ray it. Use an x-ray technician.
0: <laughs> so your dad filled your candy with radiation to make sure that there, are nothing, that there was nothing <laughs> oh, yeah. dangerous in it. I think so. Second question for you, Marissa, this one is going to bring it back to your topic. Uh, when you would go trick-or-treating, did you ever receive something that was homemade? Or did you always receive candy that was like I think in I a wrapper?
1: got
0: a candy apple. Oh, you damn right you did. See, that was my delayed way to tie it back to yours.
1: You're damn right I got a candy apple.
0: So, uh... What? <laughs> I also received candy apples. And I remember getting them as a kid and being like, first of all, what? This is an apple. Secondly, it's covered in caramel, and that's gross to me, because I was never a fan.
1: Some of them were kind of covered in the hard candy, though.
0: And then third, I was like, who does this woman think she is giving me a homemade product? And it just went right in the trash, which I feel bad for in hindsight, because, you know, this person probably worked very hard to... Yeah,
1: that's so sweet. You're a monster.
0: Yeah, I, I am. I You're am. the
1: scariest part of this book. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. You know what's
0: not scary? Wikipedia. And they have a pretty great representation of this phenomenon, if you go to look it up. Uh, They begin at, strangely enough, the Industrial Revolution, where people who resisted the advancements brought about uh, in the Industrial Revolution... They had questions about how food was prepared in factories and what was going into it and everything like that. Prior to that, people made their own food or like you bought bread from a baker that you knew in town, something like that. Uh, yeah. But when the when industry came about, uh, all sorts of weird things were going down like people are using. They still do today, right? I remember a few years ago, Marissa was like, hey, did you know they don't use chocolate in Reese's Peanut Butter Cups anymore? They just use some fake-ass chocolate tasting sort of thing. Right? So, the general idea was that people didn't trust the, the food that they were getting because of the Industrial Revolution. They were used to seeing the things or making them themselves. So, uh, that sounds kind of silly to me that there's a factory down the street where somebody's making food for you, and you don't want to eat it because you don't personally know the people inside of that?
1: Valid!
0: Who are you validating that for?
1: <laughs> All of us. Continue.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm going to continue, except I was trying to say that was invalid. (laughs) Yes. As time goes on, back in these old days, right, what would happen is it'd be Halloween, your kids would get a bunch of candy, they would eat all this candy, and then they would get sick.
1: They would throw up.
0: They would get sick, right? And then you'd take the kid to the doctor, and the doctor, this is apparently how it would go. You'd be like, oh, Sally's sick? Okay, I understand. Well, did she eat a lot of candy recently? And you're like, yeah, yeah, it was Halloween. And he's going to be like, oh, well, that must be it. Or she. He's going to be like, oh, yeah, that must be it. They ate poison candy. Because, you know, you don't know what's going into this candy built in these factories out there. Yeah, the candy is built, guys, out in these factories somewhere. <laughs> and so uh, that must be it. And people were like, yeah, I, I guess that makes perfect sense.
1: I like the story. It's stupid.
0: That's sort of how the story, yeah, kind of sustained itself for a bit. Uh, because people had such low expectations of healthcare. <laughs> the real way that this thing keeps perpetuating each year is because of fear mongering, basically. Uh, people perpetuate the myth because they don't know the facts of the case, right? Yeah. The idea of candy, that candy has been tempered with, is enough to cause concern to spread the idea further, right? Like, mm-hmm. if if I told you that there was a bear walking down the street, you'd be like, I don't trust that as much, but if I tell you that somebody's tampering with Halloween candy, you're like, oh, I could totally see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's, it, I can't blame them. It's the public erring on the side of caution. And when they do that, right, people just get a little worked up about it. Here's, here's my joke of the episode, everybody. But if you look at the evidence, there isn't much to hang your witch's hat on. <laughs> ah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Now, real cases of tampering with candy Woo! include the following. I like this because I made up a story about this. In 1959, a dentist gave laxatives to hundreds of trick-or-treaters that came by his house.
1: Oh, that's true. I love it.
0: That's rude. But if you think about it, he's a dentist. So he gives kids a bunch of laxatives, right? And then the, take kid, out their teeth. then the kids get sick eating the candy. And then they don't want to eat candy anymore, so their teeth are covered.
1: That's fake, right? I missed it. Yeah, it's food. totally fake, fake.
0: fake. I made yep. up the reason why he did oh, this. Oh, he
1: said okay. Oops. But and in he... that
0: I think he's like a superhero. <laughs> but yeah, feeding laxative it. to kids. <laughs> but no no, he was he was prosecuted and found guilty. Uh <laughs> in nineteen sixty Did he say I,
1: that's why he did it? No, no. It's, God, you keep telling me it's <laughs> fake and I keep thinking it's Because real. it's
0: so believable.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: This one I like even more because I am becoming a crotchety old person. In 1964, a Long Island woman gave out junk to kids that she thought were too old to be trick-or-treating.
1: I'm sorry, is this fake or real?
0: <laughs> this is real. She handed out, like, boxes that had steel wool and dog treats and buttons. <laughs> oh, and she was, she was actually <laughs> prosecuted for that uh, under the charge of endangering children.
1: I like so, that. I like that.
0: The same year, though, in 1964, saw reports of incidents of lie filled bubblegum. You might remember a lie from our H.H. H. Holmes episode. <laughs> yeah, had that yeah, in his yeah, basement. Yeah, yeah.
1: Ooh, interesting.
0: So that was in Detroit and rat poison in Philadelphia, except no one can find any evidence of these things actually happening. So if you ask me, if a Long Island lady gives out dog treats and she gets prosecuted, I can't believe that somebody's handing out lye-filled bubblegum in Detroit and they just get off scot-free because they can't figure out who did it. In 1970, the New York Times actually wrote a piece about potential tampering with candy. Uh, But it wasn't actually like, this is exactly what happens, that sort of thing. And in 1982, people freaked out because the Chicago Tylenol murders happened about a month. Oh, yeah,
1: I like that one.
0: They happened about a month before Halloween.
1: Love those murders. So the
0: idea of tampering was in people's heads, and so that sort of stoked the flames of concern. Um, But nothing happened that year either. However, Marissa, there are some instances of people using candy tampering... To cover up real deaths of children, including 1974, in a case where a father intentionally poisoned his child by putting cyanide in a package of pixie sticks. Aww. Or in 1970. Baby. A 1970 incident where a five-year-old found and ate his uncle, not all of it, but his uncle's uh, heroin. Oh, that was by
1: mistake or on purpose. I got confused.
0: The child ate it by mistake.
1: Aww, sad.
0: Um... But then the family, in an effort to try to cover it up and not get in trouble for having heroin, sprinkled some heroin on the kid's candy.
1: Oh, that's gross. Yeah.
0: Or in nineteen ninety there was a girl Ew, who... I really don't like
1: that story.
0: No, yeah, it's it's not good. Another not so good story because they're all kids dying. Uh, a girl drops dead while she's trick or treating. But she had a medical condition. The problem is when people started spreading the story, they were like, Oh, it must be from candy that was tampered with Oh, that's stupid. Nobody really got the you know the four one one. Sorry, that's just so dumb. <laughs> I what? gotta laugh at I gotta laugh at 411 for a bit.
1: What? What's happening?
0: It's not a joke. It's just I feel like it's Why such a stupid phrase. Why are you
1: laughing phrase. at 411?
0: Because I think it's such a dumb phrase. You're
1: so weird.
0: Okay. Now think about this too, Marissa. Today, if you want some likes and you want some shares, you know how you do it. You post how? something You post something about children being in danger, and people will repeatedly share it with others. Try That's this, very... everybody. Open a Twix, push a sewing needle into the Twix, snap a picture online, put it up on Facebook. People will be sharing that shit left and right. And this is what they call the copycat phenomenon.
1: I'm going to isolate the audio of you telling people to put needles in Twixes.
0: I would be afraid, except I know you don't know how.
1: Um, bitch, I have to do some things. uh, Zuh. Some things.
0: uh. That's the thing, right? Open up the Twix, shove a needle in it, take a picture, and then go, oh my god, look what my kid got from uh, trick-or-treating this year. And people will spread it around. And again, when people spread things online like that, it will create a little bit of panic within them. Um, And when someone goes,
1: why do you do that? Remember, five, seven, oh, six, Two, two, pod, wad,
0: one, peep, Don't eat it, by the way. Don't shove a needle into your twigs. Take a picture, put it online, get some viral get hits, and what then eat do? it.
1: <laughs> What's it doing? It's of your hands.
0: So you think about it, lots of people do desperate things for attention. And this is actually a pretty easy way to get attention without having any level of creativity or effort uh and each year it works last year people.com reported a blade in a twix bar in Hillsboro, oregon uh but the piece that people.com wrote says that the police were investigating it except uh, oregonlive.com has a press release from the police station that says the incident was so rare and unique that they are not investigating it which sends the message to me anyway that the child in this case who was 13 maybe they're just goofing off and trying to get some attention. Yes. Arcadia police in Wisconsin um, actually had a child who bit into a Kit Kat and a sewing needle was inside of it. The kid was not hurt, but they also had no other incidents reported, so there is n- they saw no reason to really follow up or, or look into things because they didn't know where it came from. The fact is...
1: It came from peas.
0: Yeah. every I just ship candy out <laughs> to the country.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um what i find most suspicious about this is that news articles about this all of them are posted on november 1st (laughs) nobody follows up afterwards to say what happened with the case or Uh. or if somebody was caught or anything like that i don't see enough evidence to be so concerned every year because it's not a regular occurrence even in communities where it's reported but again take one good picture and you can really get the public riled up the answer of course is is to make sure your parents go through your candy when you bring it home, except that just gives your parents the chance to take all of your candy. And you know, we're talking about mistrusting people who build your... Ca- Why did I say build your candy again? Why do I think candy is built? <laughs> people who make your candy, but now I'm telling you to mistrust your parents, Right. And actually, Wikipedia says that these stories of candy tampering spread so widely in the 60s and 70s because it was a time of social upheaval between racial integration, women's rights, international threats, class issues, all that sort of stuff. The country was riddled with an us-versus-them mentality, which created an air of untrustworthiness, which then makes you suspicious of your neighbor and what your child might get while they're out social... So What?
1: While they're out social anxiety trick-or-treating
0: which by the way that whole entire thing sounds pretty familiar so i expect to see some uh, reports of this sort of thing happening this year as well but hey right maybe it's okay maybe it's a good idea to play it safe when you think of your kids and candy my boss's daughter has a nut allergy and so like a peanut butter cup may as well have needles in it if she's going to eat it The truth, though, is that you may be more likely to have a ghost sneak up on you than to find a razor in your candy apples. But still, don't eat candy that looks like it was tampered with, especially candy apples dipped by some neighborhood lady, and just be careful this Halloween.
1: So the biggest takeaway from this whole episode is peanuts are the needles of the natural world. Chew on that. This Halloween.
0: Okay, so the summary of this episode is don't bob for apples and just eat candy. Freewheeling. You know, just do whatever you want.
1: I didn't say don't bob. Yeah, I did. It's dirty.
0: Some snot-nosed kid bobbing for apples and then you gotta put your face in there? Yeah. Never really thought of it. It's like
1: putting your face up his nose.
0: You're like making out with everybody at the party in a shower. They're in their noses. Plugs.
1: My plug is, if you don't know what to do, watch Boo! A Media Halloween this season. <laughs> That's my favorite Halloween movie. Cool. Bye.
0: My plug? My plug? Oh, thanks for asking. For Halloween, I wanted to plug two songs that Marissa and I hold very dearly in our collective heart. Our heart is Adam's Family Groove by MC Hammer.
1: Oh, it's so good. And
0: Land of a Million Drums by OutKast.
1: Both of these
0: are soundtrack songs that are related to the Adam's Family and also the Scooby-Doo movie.
1: And for a few years, I thought I made up the OutKast song. (laughs) Because I saw the video for three seconds and I never saw it again. And I loved it so much. And I was like, did I make that up in my head? And then I
0: did it. (laughs) marissa and i used to do a radio show and when we did that radio show i remember playing that song and marissa was just amazed that it actually existed (laughs) and each year we would play those songs and we would not really have any other reason except that particular halloween show to play those songs so it was always a treat each time we did fond memories happy
1: uh uh happy recollections
0: nice well done she's a writer
1: I'm dating again, and in a text message to a person, I use the word lest. Lest you think I blah blah blah. blah, L-E-S-T.
0: Strangely enough, I didn't write it, but I verbally used that word today.
1: Okay. If you want to tell us, boo, call us at 570 one. And if you want to slide into my DMs in a spooky way, slide into at RizVandal on Instagram or at PeteAbides on Instagram.
0: That is not a welcome invitation. That's
1: that's his DM. (laughs) Oops, he didn't want you to know.
0: (laughs) Um, Look us up at yallheard.me online. Uh, Yallheardpod on Twitter. That is about it, right? And
1: tell us what you is for Halloween.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In an iTunes review.
1: Sleepy dreams. I mean, sweet, spooky dreams.
0: And by sweet, she means sweet like an apple. And since apples are so evil, she means scary dreams.
1: Yep. Chew Good night, everybody.
0: <laughs> Bye. Oh, hi.